why do we say halal on Hanukkah and we don't say halal on Purim? So first of all, we have to understand that I mean, the question discussed in Gemara, Gemara Megillah, Daf Yudalit. First, we have to understand exactly on which days do we say halal. We know halal is one of the seven mitzvahs, seven rabbinical commandments that the rabbis have legislated. We have 630 commandments which Hashem has given us, which is uh, 248 positive commandments and 365 negative commandments, and nobody can add or subtract from them. If Even when a prophet, who we think is a great prophet, if a prophet comes along and he says that, and a prophet who has proven himself, he showed many miracles, if a prophet says that uh, Hashem has come to me and he told me that we have one extra mitzvah, now we have 614 commandments, we know that he's a false prophet with all of the consequences of capital punishments and everything else. At the same time, if a prophet comes along and he says that Hashem has come to me and he told me that we have now 612 commandments, He's also a false prophet with all the consequences. The prophet can sometimes be given instruction by Hashem, just like Elijah the prophet was given instruction, to temporarily uh, tell the people to transgress a particular commandment, with the exception of idolatry. In the case of Elijah, it was the commandment of sacrificing outside of Jerusalem, which is forbidden also by a capital offense. And at the same time, Hashem has made an exception, and he told Elijah to bring the sacrifice on Mount Carmel to create that particular debate between the, um, uh, the, 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 the to vindicate and to stop people from worshiping Baal. Also, we know that there was a, a, a divine decree that when Shlomo HaMelech uh, made the Hanukkah Sabais, the uh, housewarming for the temple, the housewarming had like a, a chasna, had seven days of Shabbos. And they were told that even though Yom Kippur was in the middle, they were told to be able to eat and drink on Yom Kippur. And that was obviously not a commandment to Chas V'Sholem that Yom Kippur became now an a abolished commandment. It was a, te- a temporary um, uh, instruction to be able to feast on Yom Kippur. So we see that a, uh, that a prophet can temporarily tell us to... Uh, disregard a certain commandment. It could only come from a prophet. But he cannot tell us that Hashem has changed the Torah in any way. So the Rambam asks the question, if that's the case, how come we, the rabbis have added commandments? They've added both seven actual mitzvahs and added many legislations as additions to commandments on every area, whether Shabbos, Yom or Yom Kippur, or Kashos, or family purity. So the answer which the Rambam gives is, is they haven't added anything. They never said Hashem came to us and, and Hashem told us to add a commandment. They said uh, that, uh, that we use the power given to us by Hashem. Hashem has empowered the sages of the Supreme Court with a proper protocol. They had to, it has to pass through the vote. It has to go through the whole you know, discussion of all the 71 sages. But uh, once it goes through the whole Sanhedrin, until the Sanhedrin was, was abolished, they were able to uh, make legislations. And not only the, they can make legislations, but once they make those, those mitzvahs, you actually make a blessing, that uh, you thank Hashem for sanctifying us with His commandments and commanding us. So the Rambam asked the question, 
how can you say that Hashem commanded us? It wasn't Hashem, it was the, the, the rabbis instituted. So he says that Hashem has commanded us in the Torah to listen to the rabbis, and therefore once the rabbis institute a commandment, even though the commandment came from them, it also becomes an obligation to listen to the rabbis, and therefore we can make a blessing in the same way as we make a blessing over a biblical commandment. So they uh, have made seven such mitzvahs, which include Hanukkah and Purim. And by the way, if you look how it was done, it had to go through a proper, proper uh, protocol. When it came to Purim, Mordechai and Esther, actually, they lobbied and they besieged the Sanhedrin and they asked them to be able to make those log- legislations. They had to go through all of the proper protocols and it was passed. Number one, that the Megillah would become a holy scroll to be read. So Megillah received not just a, just a regular storybook, but it also received the Kedusha, like in Israel, we see that the Haftarahs, the, the, in Israel, they write on, this, on a special parchment. So in a similar vein, Megillah became like, a, it's not as holy as a Torah scroll, but became also uh, obtained a certain level of, of, of Kedusha. And uh, there was a commandment from the rabbis and legislation to read the Megillah on Purim and to keep the other um, uh, commandments of Shalachmonos and give money for the poor and a feast and so on and so forth. So that, that was one of the commandments. So the seven commandments are Hanukkah, Purim, washing the hands before bread, lighting Shabbos candles. One of them is saying halal. The question is, when did the rabbis institute to say halal? On which days? And those are basically two types of days. One of them is a biblical festival which has simcha, which excludes Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur. Not that Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur don't have any level of simcha. You also have a certain level of simcha. But they are very solemn days when our fate is decided. So it says actually Chazal that you know when when the all of the creation sitting with the you know that lives are on the on the scale you don't say halal so so Rashona and Yom Kippur are excluded but all the other biblical festivals which start from Pesach Shavuos we're going to have two days of Shavuos Friday and, and Shabbos Sukkot both the first days and last days obviously in Israel it's only one day in the beginning one day at the end outside of Israel is two and two. So the same way as we do it on the first day, we do it on the second day too, because the rabbi said to do duplicate everything we do on the first days, do on the second day also. Um, on Pesach, the rabbis actually excluded all the days except for the first two days. And the reason we say halal, what we call half halal, afterwards it's mikoya chaminig. It's, it's already the power of a custom to say it. But the actual mitzvah to say, it, you know, to be able to say the full halal was not included its own, for the same reason, because, because they said that because there was the Kriyas Yamsov with many casualties, they said not to say it on the last days of Pesach. And when, when we don't say the last days of Pesach, we also don't say it in the middle days, because Cholamoyed can be more than Yontev. So all the biblical festivals which contained the, the mitzvah of Simcha, we say full halal, plus Hanukkah. Hanukkah was a ness that happened. It's not a biblical festival, but a, a miracle of a Nitzachan, victory over the Greeks, which resulted in rededicating the temple and being able to bring sacrifices to the temple and autonomy and so on and so forth. That happened on Hanukkah, and therefore we say on Hanukkah. Why not Purim? So the Gemara gives three reasons. Reason number one, because on Purim, uh, we don't say halal on any miracle that happens outside of Israel. That's the first reason the Gemara gives. Ah, you can ask what about Pesach. Pesach, Yitzhak Mitzrayim also was outside of Israel. But there, there's a different reason why we say Halal, because it's a Yontav, which has Simcha in it. It's a, it's a biblical Yontav. 
So on, on Purim, that's the first reason which is given. The second reason which is given is because on Purim, the Megillah, because it became a rabbinical mitzvah, to read the Megillah with the bracha, Megillah replaces Halal. So instead of saying Halal, we read the Megillah, that's already considered to be like praising Hashem. There is a discussion among Rishonim, what happens if a community that doesn't have a Megillah? And there's at least one opinion that I know, the opinion of the Meiri, that, that he says that you do say Halal in such a case. Anyway, Lemais, I wouldn't, because all the other opinions, I wouldn't, I wouldn't give that instruction. I would say, you know, better read the Megillah from the, from the Chumash if you don't have a kosher Megillah. But uh, that's what the Meiri says. But there's another reason that is brought in the Gemara, that we still remained, uh, you know, Hanukkah, there was a autonomy. They won the war, and as a result, they've achieved independence. In, um, uh, and it wasn't just just a national independence; it was also to do with the fact that they able to bring sacrifices, the temple, everything. But but uh, then they became completely uh, free from the regime. But on Purim it says, "Adain avde anon." We're still uh, are the servants of a Hashverosh, and therefore. Um, uh, for those reasons, we don't say Halal uh, and Purim, but we do say on Hanukkah. Just to finish off, we, we said many times that uh, um, we also, just like on, on last days of Pesach, on the all the other days of Pesach, apart from the first ones, we say half Halal, Mikoyach Haminik, from the power of the Minik, similar to Shredesh, also became accustomed to saying the only Machlekes is among different communities amongst Ashkenazim and, and certain Svardim, whether we say halal on those days with a bracha, without a bracha, our customers to say halal with a bracha uh, on those days when we don't finish halal. And the only thing which says in the Minhagim is that if you daven with a minion, then the chazan says a bracha for you and you eat with the chazan. Yes? Why uh, are uh, wives not allowed to do any work during Rosh Hashanah? It's not, a, not allowed to. There's a certain reason, which we'll discuss uh, another time, uh, I'll answer the question, that... that the Yontav of Rosh Chodesh became associated. Um, in other words, women have a certain connection. It doesn't mean that men don't have a connection to it. You know, there's certain things that, for example, the, the mitzvah of lighting Shabbos candles. Men and women are equally obligated to light Shabbos candles, but the mitzvah became more connected to women, and that's why women are the ones to light it and to, to include the men in it, you understand? So over here, Rosh Chodesh, there's certain uh, themes of Rosh Chodesh that became... Uh, connected to women, and therefore to mark that particular connection, women abstain from certain, it's not forbidden to the work. Yeah. If a woman comes along and says, you know what, if I'm, not, if I'm going to leave all my laundry behind, I'm going to have double work tomorrow, it's going to stress me out, yeah. you're going to tell her, I'm sorry, you're not allowed to do it, on the Rosh Chodesh, she's, she's allowed to do it, just that, that she, you know, she has a certain type of privileges, yes? What sort of privileges? Whatever, she can, that, you know, some people, there's a meaning that you, that you, that you do less work, or whatever it is, not to, Yes? I'm not going to wash your feet. That's it. I want to ask, um, the rabbis, they uh, instituted Hadel on, on these days. Yeah. But what about, I thought, the modern day miracle, um, the six-day war? Like, right. Do we need rabbis to institute that? We should do Hadel on this day? So the, there are reasons why, I mean, uh, some people do say it, but there's a reason why our customers not, not to say it. Most in most Haredi communities don't, don't, don't say Hadel uh, neither on your matzmut. Even more so not Yom Atzmut, but not also not on uh, on uh, Yom Yerushalayim, because despite the miracles, the, it, it didn't achieve the final 
the divine outcome. He was, you know, not, not on every single miracle we say halal. There's a lot of miracles happen, and we should be saying halal every day then, because every day we have certain miracles. But, <laughs> but there's a reason, no, but it's a, it's a legitimate question, actually. Yes. And the api will say halal, some with a bracha, without a bracha. Uh, but nevertheless, we know that that, that it was uh, a lot of things that could have happened. You, you, certain things that are happening today and, and people being killed is a result of not really bringing the miracle to the end. There were certain opportunities given to us and we didn't uh, fully take it.